So if life feels full and busy and like you're always chasing your tail, how do you carve out time for your health and self? How do you carve out time to look after your gut and hormones and all the things? That's what we're looking at today. Let's go. Welcome to The Good Goddess Show, a weekly podcast for women who are fed up, are feeling bloated and tired. I'm your host, Kezi Hall, holistic nutritionist and all-around health geek. Let's dive in to the show. Welcome to today's episode, and I'm talking about how you can carve out time for your health and self today. So this is a big thing that comes up where we are under some kind of false illusions or inaccurate information, really, that in order to sort out our health, our bellies, our energy, our hormones, our thyroid, whatever it is, that we need to... Basically, doing that involves like a whole other 50 things on our to-do list. And I want to talk to you today about how you can... How to carve out time for your health when you are still quite busy. You know, like... And I'm sharing with you my experience and how it is that as someone with lots of tiny children and a business to run and all the things, you know, happening, how I manage to prioritize and carve out the time for my health each and every day. Not in a, my life is perfect, I do this perfectly every day, but in a, this is how I manage to feel good whilst having a lot of responsibilities and roles and things happening in my life, okay? So I'm going to debunk a couple of myths. I'm going to share with you some really practical strategic information that I think will be really useful so that you can actually start to feel like you have more space in your life and that you can easily carve out time and invest the time and headspace and energy into your health. Sounds good, right? That is what we are looking at today. Otherwise, I hope you are well. I have just been to the physio, which has been helpful because I've got like a sore granny knee. I mean, you didn't really need to know that, but there we go. Uh, But again, it's carving out time for my health. It's these things that I actually, um, I I can have a tendency of being a bit of a workaholic. So for me, it's actually real progress for me to take time in my working day to go and get some body work done, go see the physio, go get that sorted out because it's been painful. So... (laughs) It makes sense that I go and do it. So that's been happening. Otherwise, today has been a full day with clients, a full week, sorry, with clients. Um, And uh, I was chatting with a client today about the importance of feeling our feelings. So I chat about that a little bit in um, the episodes that I do on the FAST methodology. So if if you haven't seen that, do go to keziohall.com forward slash blog and you'll see all the podcast episodes. Um... But like I talk to my clients, you know, this client, we're also doing some geeky gut work stuff. We've run some stool tests. There's some real practical stuff going on around her hormones and her actual kind of gut microbiome. So we're addressing that. But also there's this other stuff as well that affects her gut microbiome and her hormones and her energy and how she feels. So we were talking a little bit about feeling feelings and why that plays a role in your biology. Um, I was chatting with another client and, and even this client actually has been in a lot of pain. And even this time round with a couple of strategies that we've been talking about, her pain, like her flare up of pain has been, is much shorter and going down much quicker, which is great. I was chatting with another client this week who we were doing a lot of, who came to me primarily with skin issues and energy issues, but we've been doing a lot of gut work because that's what showed up in the, in the lab data was that her gut was a bit of a mess, bless her. Uh, and we've just been working on that and she is starting to feel better and sleep better and just, yeah, feel like she has a bit more kind of, get up and go as it were so that's been really fun also just been going through um some client hormone tests that have come through this week um i have to say in my practice with my clients the tests that i'm mainly running are hormone tests i use a dutch test a stool test which is for the gut um thyroid test just ordered actually a couple of thyroid panels for new clients this week and a hair mineral test so um i have a client who at the moment has worked a lot in their um What's it called? Air industry? Planes. Anyway, and that means they can be uh, subject to a lot of toxins. So we've been detoxing all of those things. And anyway, it's been super fun. But 
I'm going to dive into this episode. Um, a couple of things. If you haven't left me a review, I would love it if you would leave me a review. Head to um, your to iTunes if you use that and click a review. It's really easy. Leave a rating and review there. I would love it so much if you did that. Also, if you are thinking of working with me, do make sure you book a call. As of recording this, I have some last minute cancellations. They probably have gone by the time this goes live, but do just book in a call. Honestly, it's so much easier if we can just have a quick Zoom chat. There's no pressure. It's not like once you're in Zoom, I'm going to, I don't know, force you to get out your credit card. Like honestly, 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 it's a really chill chat. I want the best thing for you. And the best thing for you might not be working with me. And I'm so here for that. So book in a call, kezihall.com forward slash book. And we can just chat about where you're at, what you need, what availability I have. I do have some spots left in 2021, but they are really limited. And um, a lot of, I'll probably just be booking people soon for 2022. But as of recording this, I do have some spaces that we could start ASAP because I've had some people cancel. So this could be a golden opportunity. Um, so do that, leave me a review, book in your call to chat. I would love to speak with you and we can chat about how I can help. Otherwise, let's get on with this episode. So I'm guessing if you listen to this podcast, you probably would like more energy, a flatter belly, you'd like to improve your digestion, deal with those wonky, uncomfortable hormones, maybe support your skin, improve your mood and mental health and really start to feel better. I'm guessing. That must be why you're listening to the podcast. Well, if that's the case, then I want to let you know that the top, the stuff I talk about here on the podcast is what I talk to my clients about all the time. As a holistic nutritionist, my job is to help you cr- and create a really personalized approach so that you can see results so much quicker. Because chances are you're probably trying, like you're trying to make those dietary changes. You've maybe bought some supplements, you've made a couple of shifts, and maybe you've seen a bit of progress. But if you're feeling really stuck and frustrated and like you've no idea why you're not feeling better, why isn't your belly flat? Why are you bloated? Why are your bowels just embarrassing? Why is your skin a mess? Why is your hormones just all over the place? Why are you so much more anxious than you were? Like, you know, what is really going on? Because chances are you probably are putting more effort into your health than, you know, Mr. Joe Bloggs or, you know, Bob down the street, but you're not feeling the results and maybe you're actually feeling worse. If that's the case, then I would love to work with you. I always have space for some new clients each and every month, and I would love to work with you over my three or four month program where we create a really personalized and bespoke plan. And look, I have worked with thousands of clients. I'm a holistic nutritionist. This is what I'm trained to do. I studied a long time. I've had a lot of clinical hours in this profession, and I know I'm super confident that I could help you. And if not, I could probably refer you on to someone who could. So if you're looking to make change, if you're just not wanting to just do like 15 quote unquote healthy things, but really learn about your body and know what are the simple and strategic things that you can do to see results, to get more energy, better digestion, better hormones and skin in the next couple of weeks, then I'd love to chat with you on the phone. So if you want to find out more, if you're on the fence, if you want to find out what this program looks like, then go to keziahall.com forward slash book. That's just a book in a Zoom call. These are totally chilled, in formal, like zero stress calls where we just talk over Zoom. I'll ask you a couple of questions and I just find out what's going on with your health and we can chat about what tests might be helpful, what your program might look like. And you can get a good idea of if working with me is the right fit for you. It's no like crazy sales technique, just like a nice chilled chat. You can bring a cup of tea if you want. So if you're interested in working with me, I can only take on a limited number of clients at a time, but I do have space right now head to keziahall.com forward slash wait. Also, if finance is an issue, know that I offer four and six month payment plans as well. So this makes it a much more affordable monthly um, kind of rate to work together. Um, So if you are interested, head to keziahall.com forward slash book, book in your call. We'll chat through all your questions, drink a cup of tea and the calls themselves. It's a bit like the podcast apart from, you know, you can answer back. which is helpful. I know that booking a call with some random person on the internet can feel a bit weird. So honestly, it's just a wee chat. It'll be great. 
Um, book your call and we can chat about working together and we could start working with each other within the next couple of weeks. We could run some labs. We could find out what's happening in your body and you could finally feel so clear and so calm and peaceful, really knowing that your health is going to change, that the effort you put in is going to yield a results because that's just happened. What that's just what happens when you work with me. Okay. So if you're interested, kezyahall.com forward slash book and we can speak soon. So how do you carve out time for your health and for yourself? So I'm going to paint you a picture. You really want some things to change in your belly, in your digestion, in your energy, in your hormones, in your skin, maybe in your sleep. You and you've been you like you really do. You really want things. You're so fed up with your weight. You're so fed up with being bloated. Like you really do just think, oh, I'm so ready for this to change. And you've been trying for years to sort this out for yourself. You've been, you have been genuinely trying. You've been trying different dietary approaches, different things, maybe different supplements, different stuff. You may be listening to this podcast, other podcasts, reading books, but you generally speaking have made kind of little progress. So you decide, okay, I'm going to book in and chat to Kezia to think about working together or another practitioner, you know, fill in the blank. I'm just using myself as an example. And you kind of have that like scared, excited feeling um, and you maybe chat to them and you're like, yes, this is what I need. I know I need this kind of help. Help, whether it's from a practitioner like me, a holistic nutritionist, or maybe it's like a therapist or whoever else. And you're like, oh yes, I totally do need this. This feels really kind of terrifying <laughs> because it always feels terrifying, but also uh, exciting. And you're like, oh, okay. And you think it through. And then all of a sudden you think, how on earth am I going to have time for this? How am I going to have time to go to therapy? How am I going to have time to have consultations with Kezia? How am I going to have time to look at my life and my diet and all of these things? Like, I, how is that going to happen? Like, and you, then, and, and this whole health thing then just feels like another huge set of tasks, another thing to add to your never ending to-do list. And so you say no. You say no to the therapy, you say no to the training, you say no to the working with me, you say no to whatever it is. And then nothing changes. And so another period of time passes, another few years, another few months, another five years, another six years, whatever it is. And you will constantly limit your progress and restrict how you feel and stop yourself getting to this goal if you constantly think that your that you that your health is something that's like oh something else on my to do list. <laughs> if your health is like oh my goodness, it's a whole other like project to manage. If we think of like a project management structure, you're just never gonna get to that point. And I see this quite a lot when I chat to people. People are so ready. They really want to change. They are like in it. It's not that they really don't want the end goal of like. I don't know, better digestion and happier hormones. They really do. But obviously you're going to say no if 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 the thought of you feeling good involves like 50 more things for you to do every week. Like that is actually very logical. <laughs> but it does mean that nothing is going to change because there is this lie that we need to do more and somehow create more time in our life if we want our health to change. Okay, so that's what we want to look at today. And I kind of, I want to kind of debunk that, debunk that myth and really, and if you, you feel that way, I really want to shine a light on that and offer you an opportunity to think about that, to restructure things, as well as some really practical advice. Because hey, I run a business, which is pretty stressful. I'm not going to lie. I do everything at the moment. <laughs> I have a tiny bit of help with a business coach, but I do a lot. I have twin babies and a toddler and they're not, you know, they're around all the time. They don't always sleep great. I have a house, you know, just houses, wherever you live requires some maintenance. I have a partner. I have my own health. I have other commitments. I have wider family commitments. There's a lot, there's a lot happening, you know, and I'm sure the same is for you, whether or not you have kids or a job or whatever it is. So, I really, this is a really important thing because if you constantly think, oh, I need to carve out time for my health, you're probably never going to see change, essentially. Or when you do try to shift your health, you're going to, it's going to feel really stressful and therefore counterproductive. And also before I dive into some of the practical stuff, I really just want to debunk that myth that if you want to work with me in my private program, your life will actually get easier. 
getting support and the kind of support I offer is is very personalized. You know, like I've got a client, you know, I see my clients every week, every other week. We chat on Voxer regularly. It's really up close and personal and it actually increases your capacity. It frees up your headspace. Things feel easier and more spacious because that's the power of support. Sometimes people are like, well, if I need to work with Kezia, then I'm already feeling like really overwhelmed and like tight, like stressed out. And I don't know even, I don't even have time. Like the thing you need to make time for, if you want to work with me, is to have our consultations, which are anywhere between half an hour and 60 minutes. And either that once a week, if you want, or once every two weeks, I leave that up to the clients, depending on what people want. Because I know some people really need more accountability on thriving off that. Some people don't. So that's literally what you need to make time for. And then my job is to create a program that is realistic and that fits into your life as it stands right now, that is also transformational and evidence-based and super effective. Okay, so I just want to clear that up in case you are under the illusion or the uh, inaccurate information <laughs> that in order to work together, you just need to uh, like create so much space and basically have a whole other set of things on your to-do list. The goal of working together and with any practitioner, this should be not just with me, but with any good practitioner out there, really about um, working on your health and getting support with that means you actually have more space, that it feels easier, that it feels simpler, and that you actually have more capacity and headspace for the rest of your things in your life because you're not trying to hold it and think about it and decide and research and plan. No, it's actually that is all taken care of. And you just focus on doing some of the simple actions and feeling good. Okay, so wanted to clear that up. Just going to adjust my mic a second. Hold on. So let's get down to this. How do we carve out more time for our health and for ourselves? Um, and, you know, on paper, I look like I have a very busy schedule in life. I have six month year old twins. I have a toddler. I run a business. Um, and if you've ever worked for yourself and ran your own thing, it's it's all, I do all the things at the moment in my business, which is hopefully going to change, <laughs> but I do all the things and it's a lot. <laughs> I obviously am in a relationship, so that's important. My home, you know, living in a house, whatever, whether you own it or not, just takes a bit of work. Then there's other wider family commitments. There's food, there's all the things. So there's a lot going on. So how do I and how do we carve out more time for our health? Because this is this is such a barrier for so many women that they really like the genuine desire to have better hormones and clearer skin and a flatter belly is really that they really want it. It's not that they kind of meh, maybe not that bothered because sometimes that's the case, but really want it there. But the fact is that they just can't seem to find, quote unquote, find the time for it. So the first thing is before we dive into some of the really nitty gritty practical stuff is you've got to look at some of these bigger picture values and mindsets that we have. So the first thing is if your health is an add on, if it's an additional extra, if it's like a bonus thing, then you're going to struggle to feel better and to hit those health goals that you have. So the first thing we want to look at is what are your priorities? Is your health a priority? If not, then it's always going to feel like some stressful add-on, some, some additional things, something else into your life. Because I'll hit, most of the time, people only really think about their health when it goes completely wrong. And how weird is that? Your life and your love and your job and your ability to make money, your ability to be a good friend, wife, mother, family member, sibling, partner, citizen, your ability to give to others, to serve other people, your ability to create, your ability to transform, your ability to fight for justice, your ability to nourish and support, your ability to create new humans and new life, your ability to um, produce good things is partly based on your body working well. And it's not to say you can't do those things if you have um, stuff going on in your body, but it's made easier 
if your body is working as well as it can be, as well as it's set up to be. You know, if you, you know, if we're even just talking about the length of your life, your longevity, you know, imagine if you could live 10 years longer because you took more care of your health, you might see your great grandkids, your great, great, great grandkids. Like this, we, we're so disconnected <laughs> to our bodies that for many of us, our health isn't a priority until it goes wrong because we're just really disconnected. We don't see that our life basically is our health in one respect. It, they're not separate. We kind of think that our experience and our mood and how much we enjoy our lives and our jobs and our ability to make money and love other people is like separate or disconnected from the health and state of our bodies. Those things, we've been told they're disconnected through culture and just through the conventional medical system that we have, which understandably, because it's a system for a mass amount of people, needs to be structured in a way that separates things off, that disconnects things. From an administrative or structural perspective, that makes sense, but not when it actually comes to you and your body, you cannot separate your health and your body from your life. They are fused. They are one thing, intermingled. There is no end into beginning. There's not that your your health. There's there's just no separation. But our culture and often how we get taught and the messaging that we have makes us think that they are separate. So meaning we only start to think and prioritize our health when things go really wrong. So the first thing you got to look at if you're wanting to carve out time for your health and how to do that is what is your priority? What's your priority? Is your health a priority? Because your lifestyle or another way, actually another way around of saying it is that your health is really a reflection of your priorities and your lifestyle to some degree. Obviously, health also gets impacted by random, mysterious, weird stuff that we don't have control over, but it's partly impacted by the lifestyles that we choose to have and how and what that looks like. So it's really important what you think about if you're wanting to like find more time for your health to first think, is my health and my body a priority? And it's okay if it's not also, but it can be so helpful to ask this question because you might be in a season of life where you're like, no, because it's not a priority right now. And that's so good to know because you can totally let yourself off the hook and stop beating yourself up about it because it's just not a priority for you right now. And you owned that, you've decided it and you're moving on with your life. That's, that's equally just as helpful. But it's so important that you consciously know this because your lifestyle is a reflection of what actually you value. And if you don't clearly prioritize your life, then your life will be prioritized based on what other people think it should be. Meaning, if you don't make your health and your body a priority, then you know it, your kids will decide what a priority is for you, your partner, your family, your boss, your colleagues, your community, the world situation will prioritize your life for you. And it is not going to put your health and how you feel at number one. It's just not not at all. So it's, if you don't have a clear sense of your priorities, and again, I did this with a client this week. I just said, you know, we were talking about a thyroid and ATP production and energy and all of these kind of geeky things. But also part of her action was to think about what are your priorities? Because it's so easy. And I see this a lot with client and this client's uh, especially she, like the book stopped the book sorry stopped with her for everything. She was managing everything. So many plates and balls juggling in the air. And actually, she sometimes got like analysis paralysis and decision fatigue because she couldn't decide what to do because she wasn't clear of what the main priority is. When you have a clear idea of what your priority is, making decisions and choices about how to invest your time, money and energy becomes so much easier. So, for example, right now, I'm only seven months postpartum from having twins. It was a massive process having twins on so many levels. So my priority I might, to be fair, even before I had twins, this is my priority. My priority right now is my own wellness and recovery and um, health in the fullest, most holistic sense of that word. So that means that's a priority over my kids. That's a priority over my partner. That's a priority over my job. That's a priority over my other commitments. And so what that looks like when I'm making decisions, actually, of like, okay, what? how do I spend my days? Um, oh, you know, my, my son really wants him to read a story. Okay, fair enough. I actually really need to go meditate because I'm totally stressed out. Okay, so no, I'm going to go and take five minutes to do that, fill up my own cup, fill up my own tank, and then come back. And maybe we'll read a story or play Lego or 
whatever. So really get clear. This can be a really helpful way of figuring out, okay, is your health and your body a priority? Ask yourself that question, okay? Really, really important to, and to own your answer. It's okay if it's not. That just means you can let yourself on the hook because sometimes people's health isn't a priority, but they still beat themselves up about not doing things about it, but they actually, but it's not a priority. So why would you bother beating yourself up? You know, it just doesn't make sense. Okay. So that's the first thing in terms of bigger picture values and mindset. The next thing is to really be aware of, <laughs> just to be aware of the patriarchy, <laughs> Just to summarize, so before you're like, oh gosh, poor Kezia goes on a feminist rant, what I mean by this is that often, um, and this is shown in the research as well, this isn't just Kezia thinks, statistically it's mainly women that do most of the unpaid work in our society, meaning um, I think, I'm not going to get this completely right, but it's about 20 hours a week on average is what a woman does of unpaid work, meaning caring for elderly parents, sorting out nursery runs, school runs, doing the cleaning, sorting out the shop, buying the new school shoes, sorting out the bills, arranging that, taking the people to the dentist, the doctors, the managing all the things, deciding that, phoning the builder, getting the plumbing fixed, getting the car, all that stuff majority falls into women. Women do most of this invisible work, it gets called in research, or unpaid work. So it means if you are employed in a, uh, uh, what's the word, normal setting, you have a job and then you also have another part-time job of all the unpaid work that you are, it is assumed often that you will do as the female in your um, household or life. And this probably pertains more to households and um, partnerships and families and those kind of things. Um, so that means you are the one that's basically managing a lot of what happens in your life. And it's assumed that you will do it. And often it's invisible work. Meaning if you actually wrote down, and this is a great exercise to do and something I'll probably spend another podcast doing, but if you actually wrote down every single thing that you think of, that you manage and that you do each week, you would realize why you feel so frazzled and like you can't carve out any time for your health. And it's because it's been set up this way. It's because there's been assumptions and expectations and essentially oppression towards the female gender of just this assumption that you will do all this unpaid work. And what I mean by that, it, it's it's the, all the stuff to do with the kids, taking the dentist, the doctors, the, the other stuff, all the stuff to do with food, making it, cooking it, washing it up, deciding what to eat. And this stuff isn't just about the doing, because if you're like me, I think I'm very grateful that I have a very service oriented partner. So it's not they're very active in doing things, but it's the managing and there's also the assumption that as a female, I should be really grateful that my male, this works more as for male partnerships, I should be so grateful that they dare bless me by doing the dishes, if that makes sense. Or a great example of this recently, going on maternity leave, we did shared maternity leave or shared parental leave. Everyone was so impressed that Joe took some time off work to look after his children. No one was impressed that I took time off from my work to look after my children, that by the way, I spent most of that time like bleeding and recovering from all the stitches and wounds of having said children. It was the, because it was like, wow, isn't that amazing that Joe would look after his own children? Because the assumption is that I would do all of that invisible work of caring for a newborn. Now, I might have wanted to do that, in which case that would have been fine. It wouldn't have been an assumption then. I would have chosen it. I would have chosen it fully. But I did not want to choose that. And I did not want it to be assumed that I would take on that role just because I had a uterus. Can tell I feel passionate about this. So this isn't just about making humans. This this works out as um, all the little things in life, like um, who whose whose job is it to organise cards for family's birthday? Who sorts out Christmas presents? Who thinks about Christmas? Who thinks about holidays and Easter's and family stuff? And who does the calendar? And who sets out the finances? And who thinks about oh getting that renovation done and getting the builder in to get the quote to get the thing done? And oh we need to get the dentist to do that and oh. All of this stuff is kind of invisible and unpaid work. And essentially, if you don't feel like you can find the time for your health, it's probably because you've already got about three million jobs and three million plates spinning because there's just assumed work that has been put on you that you never asked for, never wanted and never chose to do. So that really needs to change, especially if you're in a partnership, if you're in a household 
really thinking about this. And one of the best steps to do is to um, think about all the stuff that you do and get some help. I spent like even just recently I was uh, we were chatting this through with a client and a client was like oh you know what? I really just need to get a cleaner and she really needed to get her tumble dryer fixed because that was taking like wasting her time and she'd had a broken tumble dryer for ages and she had like eight people in her household that she was responsible for, for putting their clothes in the tumble dryer which is a whole other question in itself really she responsible for eight people's clothes probably not um then or had another client where we I got her I'm getting her to just think of all of the stuff that she does because she's exhausted totally burnt out a bunch of health problems but she is managing everything in their household life everything so just to really start breaking this down and the, the main action step you want to do with this is get some help that might start with small things like a cleaner um a meal um recipe box you know that the way you don't have to decide that might look like just swapping some childcare for the day that might look like and um, for and um, enforcing if you're in a partnership and you have kids uh, getting a lion and really prioritizing that a lot of this also is about asking for help and also creating boundaries you know I have quite clear boundaries with my kids so I have time on my own and yes my toddler might scream and claw at the door as I lock the door put on my noise cancelling headphones but I have a boundary that I need time to myself and he can be having a hissy fit and I understand that and I do feel for him but I need time for me, for my nervous system, for my health, for my well-being, so that I can be a present mother to him the rest of the time. I have boundaries with my partner that I am not, there's, there's, there's nothing, what we're working on anyway in my partnership is that nothing is assumed. It's not just assumed that I'll take care of everybody's birthdays in the whole family, which is about 25 people, the wider family. It's not just assumed that I'll be the one to organize everybody's birthday parties. It's not just assumed that I'll be the one to manage and negotiate Christmas. It's not assumed that I'll be the one to constantly think about dinner and weaning the kids and what the kids are eating and all of this sort of stuff. It's not just assumed that I'm going to be doing the dentist runs and the dental runs. It's not just assumed that I'm going to be the main correspondence for nursery. And I know a lot of these things are child related, but I'm just giving you the context for me. Like it's, but it's crazy. Like the, um, my son just started a new nursery and I'm the one that gets all the emails about it. Even though both of our emails, the mums and the dad's emails get put into the system, but I'm the one that get emails and my husband didn't get any emails about it because it's assumed that I am the one who takes on that unpaid role, that invisible role of managing all the nursery things and like the five emails a week that have to do with nursery. So I politely emailed them back, said, no, this isn't something I'm responsible for in our family. Pass up, can you actually mainly correspond with my husband on this? I don't manage this in our family. So be aware of how much invisible and unpaid work is going on in your life. And even if you're not in a partnership, this might be taking place in your workplace where it's just assumed you do all the office birthdays. It's assumed you will sort out the social stuff or send people cards when they're sick or sort out the Christmas pot. Like all of these things can be so insidious. In your wider family, this can be assumed. Oh, like, oh, it's Christmas time. So of course, so-and-so will sort out the food. No. <laughs> doesn't need to be. So that's a really important one. And those are two bigger things at play here that could be making you feel that you can't find the time for yourself because kind of everything is a bit, because either you haven't prioritized it because you've been told not to, and also you've expected to do basically 20 hours a week of a job that you never asked for when other people in our world maybe don't. So those are a bit of the high level things. Let's get down to some of the really kind of nitty gritty practical strategic stuff of how I right now carve out time for my health and for myself because I've been really working on my health for the last little while. Even at the moment, I've just started a parasite cleanse, like a gut cleanse because some stuff came up um, in our family um, with that parasite coming up. So I've started a gut cleanse with that. I have been um rehabbing in terms of exercise, mobility, running, strength work. I exercise regularly. I'm about to start some more therapy again with a new therapist and do some EMDR to work on my brain. I prioritize eating healthy. I really prioritize my sleep as much as I can control. Obviously, I have two twins and a toddler, so... <laughs> Sometimes I can't control a lot, but the things I can, that's a really a priority. I obviously have friendships and relationships that are really important to me. Um, 
I have goals, I have a business to grow and I'm trying to grow this business so I can impact more people, all of these different um, things. And, and I, so I need to be strategic about it. But I'm saying all that because I still every day carve out time for my health because it's a non-negotiable for me, because I know that my health is, is my life. It is my happiness and mood and joy and my and contentment of my life. My body is how I live my life, if that makes sense. They are not separate. They are fully intermingled. And as much as I've been told that they're separate things, they are not. The enjoyment of my life is so based on my well-being, my health in the fullest sense of the word. Because, you know, you might listen to this and you know you have a health diagnosis. That just never means you're going to be in quote unquote perfect health. This isn't about perfection. My health isn't perfect, but it's as best as I know it can be right now. And that enables me to do all the other things in my life. Okay, so how does that happen? What does that look like for me? So a couple of quick things on this that have been really helpful is I have decided on some non-negotiables. Now I'm going to share with you my non-negotiables, but yours might be totally different and that's fine. The actual thing doesn't matter. It's more about having the non-negotiables. And these are things that I do daily and some things that I do regularly because sometimes the pressure of doing something daily can stress me out. So, and I have a lot going on. So it's more actually just thinking about, okay, can I do this regularly? If I can do this regularly, then I am winning at life and I am doing a great job at being a human (laughs) at this stage in life. So for me, some of my non-negotiables are exercise and movement. This really, really helps my mental health. It really, it really helps my parenting. It really helps me, um, my mood. It really helps me in my relationship with my husband. It, exercise really helps me. So again, this, I I mean, exercise is obviously great for us, but for me, that's a non-negotiable. And I do that probably every day. In some form or another, in the weekends or my rest days, that might just be like walking the girls round in a buggy. If I feel really tired, I won't, but generally I'm doing that five or six days of the week in some form. That might just be a walk with a buggy or a HIIT workout or a weights workout or yoga or run or whatever it is. I kind of listen to my body and I also exercise often according to my cycle. So I cycle sync my exercise so that depending where I am in my menstrual cycle depends on what type of exercise and how energetic I am. So exercise is a non-negotiable for me. I've tried being like, oh, I shouldn't exercise. Like, you know, but I I just feel so much better. (laughs) But And it's just for half an hour, like uh, half an hour, sometimes 20 minutes, sometimes 15 minutes, depending, you know, got to take what you're given sometimes with tiny humans and busy lives and calls and all that stuff so that's a big thing I do that daily in some form then other things that I do regularly that I don't maybe put the pressure on to do every single day is things like meditation and journaling and um, embodiment practices and some of the therapeutic tools that I learned during my therapy those are things that I would do regularly I might not do it every day but I do try to do it as often as I can and that for me often looks like about three or four times a week and that is a total win. I'm so proud of myself if I can do that. And it really helps. Again, sometimes something is better than nothing. So those are things. Other daily things are things like drinking water, having some green vegetables and just vegetables, a good amount of vegetables each day can be really helpful. Um, Other non-negotiables in the day would be having getting to bed at a decent time and blocking out blue light in an evening that's really easy for me I have all the filters on my devices I have um blue blocking glasses I have like my evening routine wound like sorted again that's dependent on if my children interrupt it but you know (laughs) that is a daily thing for me so what are your non-negotiables this might just simply be I was chatting with a client this week about this just for her she just needed to drink some more water that needed to be non-negotiable and another thing was she needed to um what was the other thing oh yes meditation because she found that really helped her digestion so that like literally that was that simple so what are your daily non-negotiables and the great thing about this if you start small you can actually add 
to this and these can compound over time. So actually, I've just given you quite a long list where you're like, Kezi, you say vegetables and exercise and embodiment practice and mindset work and green vegetables. Oh my goodness, that's loads. But I, I didn't implement them all at once. They've actually compounded. So postpartum, especially, I started with... Um, meditation actually when I was getting not very much sleep started with that then as I rehabbed and as my physio and my chiropractor gave me the go-ahead I exercise I then added exercise as a non-negotiable I then started to focus a bit more on green vegetables because immediately postpartum I was just eating whatever anyone gave me (laughs) whatever time of day it was so after a period of time after I start drinking more water and do a bit of movement then started to think, okay, I'm going to add vegetables back in because I know that makes me feel good. I didn't do this all at once. And over time, I compound, they compounded and they added, they accumulated is maybe a better word. I'm not sure. But I kept adding them in. So really, honestly, there is such power in just doing a few things well at a time because actually your rate you will actually accelerate the your rate of habits that way, if that makes sense. It's probably an easier way of saying it. Anyway, my brain is a bit frazzled. So decide on your non-negotiables, that like your daily ones and your regular ones. And those might be like every day I'm going to drink some water and I'm going to meditate for five minutes. Those are my daily non-negotiables. And regularly, I'm going to try and do some exercise regularly on a regular basis. That might be once a week. That might be twice a week, whatever, wherever you're at with that. The next thing that really helps me in terms of, okay, how do I carve out Um, time for my health and for myself is by planning. If you have no, this is a bit like the priorities, if you have no plan for yourself, then you will live according to other people's plans for your life. So in a week, on a Monday morning, you wake up and in the morning you have no plan or strategy for your morning, you are, your morning will probably be dictated by the people around you. Now, if you um, live on your own and you don't have other people around you, then this is maybe less likely. But if you even live with housemates or you get up and work immediately, you know, um, or kids or family or partners, chances are you're going to be influenced. Even things like social media can do this and text messages and WhatsApps, all of these things, you can often find yourself living according to the plan of others. So if you do not plan in the things that are important to you, the things that help you, the things that nourish you, the things that um, help you to feel good, then you'll probably end up living according to the plans of others. Really important, really simple. It's so obvious when we say it, but we're like, we don't often think that way. So planning. I know it's not very sexy and fun, and this doesn't need to be like spreadsheets and craziness but really just thinking okay once you've decided on your non-negotiables it's just going and communicating this to other people if if you need to do that of like hey so and so I'm going to meditate between seven and ten past seven you do not disturb me then you need to sort out the dog the kids be quiet not come into my room whatever or maybe it's you you, for yourself I'm going to meditate between ten and ten past seven I don't go on Facebook I don't um, log on to my work emails. I don't, you know, all of these kind of things. Making a plan for yourself that is gentle and realistic and sustainable are key words here. Or come and work with me <laughs> because this is what I do. This is what I help clients. Like even the other day, yesterday, I was chatting with a client and I was like, I suspect that you going dairy free would probably really help with your specific issues or at least experimenting with going dairy free but we talked about it and I was like I don't I think this is going to push you over the edge I think this is too much this isn't going to be realistic for you let's plan it in ahead for like a month's time because right now I think it's going to overwhelm you overwhelm you and she agreed and that was the power of having a plan of it and doing it making it realistic and kind she totally could have pushed through and tried removing dairy from her diet but I think it wouldn't have helped her it would have really stressed her out and it definitely wouldn't have been sustainable so make a plan for yourself and know if you do not plan in the things that are important to you and your non-negotiables and the things that nourish you if you do not plan in time for your well-being body health in some way then you'll actually just spend your life living according to other people's plans for their needs their bodies their health their well-being and some of that's not a bad thing like I spend a good chunk of my time 
being influenced by the needs and well-being of my children and my family and my friends. Like, of course I do, but not at the cost to myself. And that's a big thing because I plan my, I plan in, I carve that time in, using that phrase, for myself first and then I will assess the needs of others into that. And this, I mean, this makes it sound like I spend like, I get up in the morning and spend three hours doing all the, I, I totally don't. <laughs> to give you a quick rough idea of how this looks like, and this is constantly changing as the needs of our children change and just the season of life we're in. But in general, my kids can wake up at, who knows when my kids are going to wake up, but I'm trying to be in bed by nine o'clock. I'll often read, wind down, might do a meditation, aiming to be asleep by half nine, 10 o'clock. Some of that depends on how good the book is that I'm reading. <laughs> I've been a bit, bit late to bed a bit late recently because the book's just been so good. Anyway, um, so that's when I'm roughly going to bed. I might get woken up once, I might get woken up twice, I might get woken up not at all, who knows. Then I, the goal is depending on my night's sleep, if I've had a really bad night with the kids, then I'll not do this, but I'll get up at half six to do some sort of movement. We have a, a little gym set up in our garage. I go in there, put some music on, drink tons of water, will move in some way. I follow a fitness blender plan or I actually recently injured my knee. So my physio has a plan for me that I just go in and do that every day, uh, Monday to Friday or like five days a week. I might not do Friday, but I might do Saturday. Um, get up at half six. Then it's feeding the girls, changing everyone, getting everyone to bed and uh, breakfast and changed and porridge and uh, all of that sort of stuff happening. Then ideally this doesn't happen every day. But again, a couple of times a week, I carve out, I will say to my partner, oh, I'm going to go, I just want to go and take, I'm going to go and get dressed, first of all, and I'm going to take 10 minutes to meditate. So I'll often go away for like 25 minutes to get dressed and showered and then do a quick meditation or movement practice or journaling, whatever I, whatever I need. Then it's coming back, continuing on meeting the needs of everybody else around me. That's kind of a little bit of how it looks like in the morning and how I plan for that. The me and my husband have a rough plan. That is subject to change where we both have time to meditate and have time for ourselves in the morning, where we both maximize the quality of our sleep as much as we can, but we kind of plan it in. Okay. Does that make sense? So in terms of like, how do you carve in more time for your health? It really is about the strategic, just like having a plan, having some non-negotiables, actually thinking about it. But also, and I would say almost more importantly, looking at the bigger things at play, looking at your values, looking at what are you prioritizing? If you're not sure what you're prioritizing, look at your life, look at your calendar for the last month. Think about everything that you spent your time doing. If your health and your body hasn't been on there, it's not a priority. So, and this, and a lot of this is about priorities and then boundaries as well, creating boundaries where you go, no, I'm not getting up with the kids now. I've got up with them all night. It's your turn. I'm lying in. I'll see you at nine o'clock. It's a boundary. Is your partner going to be happy about that? Of course not. No one wants to wake up early with children. <laughs> no one wants to wake up early, but it's a boundary that you have. Or maybe it's a work thing where it's like, oh, like half an hour before you finish work. Oh, Kezi, you've got this massive task. Can you do this? Can you send this? Blah, 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 blah. And you can go, uh, no, I've got, I've actually busy until the end of the day. I will get on this with the first chance I have, which might be in the next 48 hours, unless you want to take something off my plate for me to do this. You know, really think about what are your priorities and then creating boundaries around them. And then also looking at the wider cultural picture of our, um, of the un unpaid and invisible work we that most women pick up and really look at that, really assess. Because this, honestly, I find that when I chat about this with clients, um, they are they just something clicks where they suddenly go oh I just say I'm not crazy I'm not lazy I'm not ridiculous for feeling tired and burnt out and unwell I've actually just been trying to do all of this stuff for a really long time and it's been assumed that I would do it and I've had no help doing it and obviously that's going to impact your health and it can be such a relief. I found this recently. I've been working on this recently. And I just thought, oh, maybe I'm just like, 
like I, I just should be able to do more. Like I should have more capacity or maybe I'm a bit crazy or I'm just so ungrateful or I'm so something was actually the reality is I was just, it was just assumed that I was managing tons of stuff in our life and I didn't want to, and it was making me feel resentful and it was affecting my energy, my capacity and my stress levels. So that's, this is something I'm working on now so that I can actually carve out more time for my health and for my life and essentially for helping you. Because when I'm well, I can, I can make podcasts for free. You know, this is a free podcast. It costs me money to make this, but I like to do it and I want to do it because I know how helpful it is for you. But I can only do that if I am well. If I carve out time for myself, if I make my health and my body a priority because I realize and I know that my life is my body, my body is my life, my health is my life, my health, my life is my health, you know, this intermingled dance. So as you can tell, I feel very passionately about all these things, but I want to keep this to the short and to the point. I will maybe come back and touch on some of these things because there's more practical stuff that I'll maybe to coach through with clients because remember I'm a holistic nutritionist all about the geeky stuff but I actually also trained as a life coach as well I don't, <laughs> I don't know if you knew this um and so this comes in as it comes into play with all my clients because yes we might be like oh you're lacking the um lactobacillus species in your gut but if you can't actually make the changes and have the behavior and the psychology involved to make the change to help that lactobacillus species in your gut, it's a bit of a waste of time having that knowledge. So the psychology of change is equally as important, I think, as the actual biology imbalances, dysbiosis, you know, thyroid disorders, gut imbalances, all of that sort of stuff. They're both are really important. Okay, so I hope this has been helpful. Let me know any questions that you have. If you are interested in working with me, do let me know. I do have limited space until the end of the year. Um, as of recording this, I do have two cancellation spaces, but I suspect when this goes live, they've probably been full up. But where, if you are interested in any way with working with me and you want to just have a chilled conversation about it, head to keziahall.com forward slash book. And on that call, it's a Zoom call. It's totally chilled and informal. And I can just chat through where I'm at. Like, you know, if I do have a cancellation, when I'm probably be booking clients into later on in the year or early 2022 um, and how that works. And it's honestly just easier if we chat. If you are remotely interested in working with me and you're like, oh, Kezia, I thought I had to carve out loads of time to work with you. You don't. If you thought that, book a call. We'll have a quick 25 minute chat and you can figure out if this is going to be something that you need and that would be helpful. Okay. Sending you lots of love. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I'm so glad that you are here. And if you're looking for more in-depth, personalized support, then remember, I'm currently taking on new clients so we could get started working together super soon. So head to keziahall.com forward slash book to book in your call with me and we'll just chat it through what it looks like, what it would look like for you and answer all of your questions and you can decide if it's a good fit. So head to keziahall.com forward slash book book in your call with me and we can chat super soon on zoom which would be really fun it'd be like a podcast but where you can reply <laughs> which is always fun so i would love to chat with you so head to keziahall.com forward slash book and we can just chat it through this is a really chilled informal chat no pressure no weird weird sales techniques just a chat on zoom and feel free to bring a cup of tea okay i look forward to speaking to you soon